In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. are excited to be at camp 2021. Amen. Oh, Charlie. Oh. Maybe you should just remove your nose mask because COVID is not here. The way you are shouting, I can't even see whether you are shouting or you are doing, oh. Amen. Are you excited Hallelujah. to be at Fire Camp 2021? Amen. Or some of us, you want to be in the house for mid-term break, just relaxing, eh? being on your Netflix, and just, you know, moving from king of boys to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Eh? Smart money woman. Eh? You just want to be moving. You just put it on autoplay. That's what you want to do. Eh? No, no, she, she's born again. Amen. So we are happy to be in the house of the Lord. We are happy to be at Camp 2021, Fire Camp 2021. Amen. 
and we are grateful to God for how far he has brought us. Amen. Before we start, I want to acknowledge the life of our father, the founder, the vision bearer of this great fellowship, KCF, and our church. Oh, with a round of applause and a standing ovation, we want to celebrate the life of our father, Apostle Kingsley A.J. Godson. Without him, you and I would never have met. Without him, this vision would not have seen the light of day. Amen. And so we celebrate him and we are grateful to God wherever he is. Amen. Maybe some of you here, you've never met him before. Um, he'll be here soon and you'll see him. And when he preaches, you understand why I want us to get up and acknowledge him. You understand? Maybe I don't have a father. Me, I have a father. So I have to salute him. I have to celebrate him. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like today I'll be on your case, but please forgive me. <laughs> All right. And we also want to celebrate the life of our resident pastor. Amen. The very Reverend Daniel Botre, who is also here with his lovely wife. We want to celebrate the life of the resident pastor. Who has been a blessing to us, especially since Sunday, he has been speaking and preparing our minds for the topic. How many of us listen to the message on Sunday? Hey, how many of us have podcasts on our phone? Okay. How many of us have Google um, podcasts? Hey, so what do you use your mobile phones for? TikTok. Do you have podcasts on your phone? Do you have Apple podcasts? So are you subscribed to Zion Impact Ministries? So did you get the notification for the message? Hey, who is your shepherd? If I trace you, do you have Apple podcast? Do you have the message, Sunday message? Open it and let me see. <laughs> hey, who? You have it? Hey, Charlie Bishop. Charlie, we have a lot of work. But you have Apple music on your phone. You have been listening to Shatawale on it. You have deleted it. <laughs> so, please, if you have your iPhone here, go to the podcast um, store. It's free. You know some messages, you have to pay $99 or something. You listen to 10 minutes, then you pay for You have got it free, so you are joking with it. Bishop, you have to advise our people. <laughs> Eh? So please subscribe and then get the notifications. Put it on automatic download. So that when it comes now, it will come. Bang! Notification. Hey! We also want to celebrate the life of the ordained ministers that are in the house. I see Reverend Robin in the house. I see Reverend oh. in the house. I see Reverend Beryl in the house. Whoa. I see Reverend Delali Dente in the house. Whoa. I see Reverend Roland in the house. Whoa. I oh, see no. a lot of highly corrosive and highly acidic ministers of God in the oh, house. I hear Prophet Keith is also on the ground. Wow. 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 This is powerful. Powerful, powerful. And some of them are also on their way. They'll be joining us very soon. So it's going to be a lot of flames in here. Amen. 
Amen. And we also want to celebrate the other ministers. I see Jessica. Whoa. I see Angela Wanompe. I see a lot of powerful people in the house. Amen. Amen. I also see the KCF Ashesi Campus President. Wow. Adetunji in the house. What a wow. Mr. President, we salute you. What a guy. Amen. What a guy. Amen. Amen. Sample are here. They are not celebrating. I went to school with him. They are not celebrating. Meanwhile, you will never be a president. Eh? Because you are in final year, so you can't be president. So celebrate the one president wow. you have. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. And um, if I've not celebrated you because you are also on the VIP list, please, all protocol observed. All protocol observed. Yes. Maybe you are the son of a chief and I didn't give you the name. Please, all protocol observed. Yes. yes. Evan, all protocol observed. All right. Okay, we want to take our seats now. How many of us have our Bibles? We have our notebooks, we have our pens, or you have your iPads, your phones, ready to take notes as we delve into the Word of God. Amen. This morning, I want to speak to you on what I have called God's grace of help. God's grace of help. Powerful. And I will be tagging with the senior bishop of Teshin, Reverend De La Lidente. So, it's my job as the John the Baptist to prepare the way because he will be coming with more oil and more fire to do mighty things. Amen. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, Hebrews 4, 16, we don't have any projector or anything. Okay, so somebody has to be helping me read. Hebrews 4.16, the Bible says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Bible says in verse 16 that when we draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, we will receive mercy and we will also find grace to help. Our theme for this month of October and our theme also for fire camp is accessing God's grace for what? Accessing grace huh. for God's purpose. Accessing grace. I should have heard the whole house. Or some of you, you don't know the thing. They are asleep. Hey, Charlie. We are accessing grace for what? For God's purpose. And like I said, the senior bishop, Reverend Butcher, has been speaking to us since Sunday, especially preparing our minds around the topic. He has been speaking about purpose. Do you understand? And he spoke about the place of God's grace in helping us achieve God's purpose. Amen. And I want to speak about one dimension of grace. Because I believe that grace has a lot of facets or grace has a lot of doors. And one of the doors that we can see when it comes to grace is the grace of help. 
one of the abilities that God gives us a loving father to his children is the grace of help. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you following me? So the Bible is saying that whenever we come before God with confidence and we come to his throne, there's something that he releases from his throne and that thing is called help or it is called the grace to help. Amen. And I believe that everybody in life, whether you like it or not, you need help. Unless maybe you think I'm wrong. <laughs> everybody. You needed help to fill your HSE university forms. Not be so. You need help. Everybody needs help. You need help. And God has designed that package called help to make sure that each and every one of us as his children are able to make it in life. For you to be able to achieve your purpose in life, God has a certain component in grace called help. And that thing, whenever you lay hold of it, it will help you achieve your purpose. No pun intended. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So we all need help. Everybody. There's nobody under the sun who doesn't need help. Even our current president, after he tried one, two, three, he needed one million people to help him to get to where he needed to get to. Right now, he has gotten all the help, so right now, we don't know if he still needs our help. But we'll also let him know if we'll give him our help again sometime soon. <laughs> so everybody in life, you need help. There's nobody under the sun who can say that, me, I don't need any help. I'm fine. I'm doing very well. I'm connected. So, no. Even that connection is a form of help. Even that connection that you have is a form of help. But today, I came to announce to you that if you are looking for help, your first point of call should be the throne of grace. God should be the number one person you think of whenever you are thinking of help. Because you see, many of us, whenever we have the opportunity to think of help, we think about man. Do you understand what I'm saying? We think about man. Maybe you are here, your father is heavily loaded or your uncles be are heavily loaded. Whenever you think about money, you know that, oh, Charlie, Brack will still sort me out. So you don't even think about, oh, let me ask God about it. Do you know that? Our lack to recognize that we need help is one of the reasons why most believers don't pray. This morning, have you prayed? Our lack to recognize that we need help is even one of the reasons why many believers don't read the Bible. Because you see, we think that we can do it by our own strength. We think that we can do it by our own ability. Shall we rise up and celebrate... Our father, Apostle Kingsley J. Godson. I told you it was going to get very hot very soon. Wow. And just like I said, it has come to pass. Wow. Amen. Amen. So right now, my father has come. So right now, the oil is about to flow more. Yeah. I to flow more. Amen. So, like I was saying, for many of us, the reason why 
we are not able to even read the word of God is because we think that we have all the help that we need or by our own self we can do it. And what I am here to announce to you that as a child of God, it is an error to think that way. It's an error. Maybe you are here, you think that, oh, I want to be a pilot in life. So you have it all figured out. Oh, my father will call somebody in South Africa. They will take me to um, the Windhag School of Piloting. When I finish, I'll go to BA and then I'll move. No, don't think that way. Don't think that way. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 9, the latter portion of it, Bible said that by strength shall no man prevail. By what? Strength shall no man prevail. By strength shall no man what? Prevail. Last week around this same time, I had an uncle and he has about two children or so. He was doing a, he's working big time, making big money. He got to the office. The moment he got to the office, all of a sudden they say he had a clot of blood in his lungs and then he fell down and he died. Imagine if his children are looking up to him that this is our only form of help. He's gone. And he went in the morning with somebody who was alive, but he came back dead. Stone cold. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not here to tell you that your father will die or your mother will die, but I'm telling you that don't think that they are there forever. Don't think that way. Don't have that at the... Some of you are there, oh, daddy, mommy, daddy. Everything is daddy and mommy. You have never sought God first. Every day, daddy, mommy. I need a new phone, daddy. New car, mommy. 020 He called. Daddy comes. 0249 Mommy comes. You never thought that, okay, maybe I should go on my knees and say, Father, my GPA is not going the way it should go. Can you help me? <laughs> Have a problem straight, hey. Office hours. Teach me. If you teach me, everything will be. No. Don't think that way. The Bible says that what? By strength shall no man what? Prevail. So everybody, every human being in life, you need help. For you to be able to get to your next level in life, you need somebody to help you. Do you understand? For you to be able to get to your next level in life, you need somebody who will connect you and that person will help you to get there. Do you understand? For example, I thought I had a call of God on my life, but I needed a person to recognize it and then help me to get into that place. So without his help, I will not be here today. When I joined KCF in 20. 10 or 2011, Reverend and I was 20, 2010, eh? 2010, 2011. I thought that Charlie, in fact, the first meeting, when they were announcing, I said, I don't go. But in 2011, I realized that no, I need somebody's help. And I can't deny the fact that he has been a great help to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's not only in physical things, but even more in spiritual things. You need somebody to help you. And I'm telling you that the number one person who does all those connections is God. God is the number one connector and maker of help. And you need that grace of help if you are going to be able to make it in life. 
You need that grace of what? Help if you are going to be able to make it in life. So what is help? What is help? The help of God is God's divine enablement. Especially when God himself chooses to assist you. Do you know that it's not everybody that God assists? It's not everybody that God has. It's not everybody that God helps. It is God's divine enablement, especially when God decides to assist you. Have you ever heard this scripture before? God helps those who help themselves. Where, where is it? Romans what? <laughs> when I was a child, that was my grandmother's number one scripture. God helps those. And then I grew and I realized that this is not in the Bible. But there are some of you here, you believe that it's in the Bible. So you are helping yourself so that God will come and help you. I came to put it to you that the end of your strength is the beginning of God's help. If you will now realize that now I need somebody to step in, it will help you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it is when God, in all his power, he divinely says that, hey, I'll help you. I've realized that, Charlie, you have been battling with this thing. You are not able to stop. You are in a vicious cycle. Do you know what is a vicious cycle? A vicious. When something is vicious, that means it's a bad cycle. We learned it in negotiation. Or you are not doing negotiation in school. The cycle starts bad. Come back bad. Nothing good comes out of it. And some of us, we are in those kind of places. And the only person who can break that vicious cycle is God. And so you need what? The help of God. So I said what? Help is God's divine enablement. Especially when God himself decides to help you. Help is also the deployment of heaven's capacities to turn or overturn your situation. Help or the grace of help is the deployment of heaven's capacities to turn or overturn your situations. And there is a realm where each and every one of us must get to or there's a place where each and every one of, each and every one of us must get to where we recognize or we come to understanding that we need God's help. Do you understand? Because people don't easily accept that they need help. It's not true. People, you don't just find people saying, I need help. I can do it. A lot of people have that kind of spirit or that kind of mind. That I can do everything by myself. I don't need anybody. Do you understand? Even some countries, they say Ghana beyond. <laughs> but you need the help of somebody. So it's not everybody who easily recognizes that what I need somebody to help me. So the first condition actually to be able to receive help is when you recognize that you are helpless. And you cannot do it by your own. Because you see, this journey called life, it has so many turns, so many bends. Sometimes you think it's going straight, uh, all of a sudden, it just goes sideways. Sometimes you think you have it, ah, you realize you get somewhere, hey, something from somewhere just comes, bang. 
And then you don't know what's happening. So you need somebody to be able to tell you that, okay, this thing, eh, I've gone through it before. Or this thing, eh, I know somebody who can help you get out of it. Or I know somebody who can help you do this thing very well. So if you are here, you have a certain mindset that Charlie, by my own, I don't need anybody. I'm an island. Please. God didn't make man in that way. Do you know that? God didn't make man in that way. Whatever it is you think you are going through, somebody has gone through it before. And they can help you out of it. Bible says one day in the book of Genesis chapter 2 that God was creating his creation. When he makes one, he makes another. When he makes one, he makes another. Then when he finished making man, who was his ultimate and choice creation, he realized that the man didn't have anybody. There was a vacant seat for man. So he said that I have to create a what? Help. Do you understand? So everybody has a certain person called a helper. Do you understand? And creation gives us the original story and how things should be. That's why if you see people fighting for LGBTQ plus IA alphabet, you have to know that these people are going wrong because the helper was done with male and female. That was the original. That's how the thing was. But everybody has a what? A helper. In other words, God has designed certain people in the journey of life and their job is specifically to do what? To help you. God has designed, you you can't fight it. There are some people you must meet them. As Prophet Barry, our father in the Lord said, some people too you must what? You must miss them. You must miss them at all costs. Don't try to meet some people. Some people you, you must miss. Do you understand miss? Swerve. Where dodge. Sulia setewa. You must miss. In fact, for some of the guys here, some girls, you must miss them. You should never, you should never meet them. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. It's true. Some girls you must miss. They shouldn't be your friend. It should end at classmate. Finish. Do you understand? It should end there because some of us, some things that some girls have done to us, you have never recovered till now. You have never recovered. <laughs> you have never recovered. Maybe right now God has given you a beloved. When you see your beloved, you call your beloved by the name of that girl. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Even the girls, the girl, I always say that girls, you have to be very careful because you put now, you know how the thing is, you know how long it takes. So, the girls to some boys, you must what miss them, no matter what they tell you, you must miss them, no matter what they tell you. there are some courses too you must miss them (laughs) 
It's true. There are some courses you must miss them. When we were in Ashesi, when we were first year to second year, we were going to choose our majors, as we all, we all choose. Some people say, I will do computer science. But you know very well that you know and call ye. But they say that I'll do it. Meanwhile, you cannot do it. Want to me. Then I want to me. You can't. And the moment they did it, that was their end. They left their school. Reverend when Anna is my witness. They left. We called it the Great Holocaust. <laughs> they just they, they cleared them from the school like that. Hey. When I heard some of them, their GPA class, I said, like, hey, is this possible? Somewhere at below one. Let me not mention some of them. I was like, wow. Because they should have missed that thing. But they had some friends who told them that go into that thing. You can do it. Meanwhile, they couldn't do it. So God has designed life so that everybody will have what is called what? A helper. Okay? And there is a realm or there's a place where each and every one of us must get to where we are seeking for God's help in life. Amen. Amen. Why must we go to God for help? In the book of 2 Chronicles 25, 7 to 8, my reader, 2 Chronicles 25, 7 to 8. 2 Chronicles 25. Oh, hello, okay. 2 Chronicles 25, verse 7 to 8. But a man of God came to him, saying, O king, do not let this army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, nor with any of the sons of Ephraim. 8. But if you do go, be strong and courageous for battle. Yet God will cause you to stumble and fall before the enemy. For God has power to help and to cause people to stumble. Amen. Amen. The latter passage you just read said, God has what? Power to, to help. So if we are looking for anybody who has power to help, it is God. And then he said, God also has power to what? To, to let people stumble. To what? Help people stumble and what? Fall. Or to cast down. So the person who has power to help is no other person than who? God. So if you are a wise person and you are looking for help, the first person you should go to is the one who has power. When you want electricity in your house, do you go to your pastor's house? No. You go to where? ECG. Unless maybe it's water. That one maybe you can do borehole and some other things. But when you want power, for your house. You go to where there's a power source. And Bible is letting us understand that God also is a powerhouse when it comes to help. So anytime you are thinking about help, don't think about man first. I'm not saying that it is not good to go to man when you need help. But go to God first and let God direct your course. Maybe as you go to God in prayer, God will say, oh, go to brother A or go to brother B. Or God will say, actually stay there. I'll help you myself. But don't go to brother B first. Then when things don't work, then you now come back to God and say, God, you see that the thing, you didn't do the thing. Because Bible is saying that God is the one who has power. Do you know the meaning of power? Somebody who has an ability to cause change. That's God. And Bible says he has that ability to make your help a reality. 
God. And all that I'm trying to do this morning is to help you change how you think. Some of us, you have watched too many soap operas, so many series that you think just like the world. And it's a problem. You can't stay in the kingdom of us that way. You can't. You can't stay in the same house with us and have your own rules and your own regulations. You must conform to the rules and regulations that we are all using in the kingdom. That's why we preach the messages that we preach. Because if, for example, everybody in the kingdom is helping one another or giving or loving and only you pay, you want to go another way, you will be a thorn in our flesh. So we have to exit you. Either you change or we exit you. It's only two options. Either you are married or you are not married. It's only two options. So Bible said that God is the one who has power to help and he also has the power to do what? To cast down. So God should be our number one source whenever we think about what? Help. Another reason why we should go to God for help is because Bible makes us understand that by strength no man shall prevail. One day Zechariah received a word from God and God made him understand that he cannot do it by his own might. He cannot do it by his own power. It is only by the spirit of God. So in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, he said that not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. So there are some of us here, we are looking for a particular change. We are looking for a particular thing to turn around in our lives. And we are still looking within ourselves for that solution. But God is announcing to you through his word that it is not going to happen by your power. It's not going to happen by your strength. It is only going to happen by his spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is only God's strength and God's power that can bring that change to whatever situation you are looking for. So our sheer human strength, it can never bring about any form of help unless the Lord does it. Unless what? The Lord does it. A lot of us also believe in our human will or in our human strength. In the book of Romans chapter 9, verse 15 to 16. Romans 9, 15 to 16. Bible says that, For I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. Bible says in 16, So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but it is God who shows mercy. So if God does not step in, if God does not help you, your will, your strength, it can never do anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11, Bible says that I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, neither is the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to what? Them all. So your human will or your human strength it cannot do anything or it can do very little except what the help of God except what the help of God 
So if you are looking for anything, look for what? God's help or the grace of God's help. Amen. What are some of the things that the help of God will do for us as believers or as children of God? Especially in this journey of life. Number one, God's help is our defense against the wickedness in life. In the book of Psalm 108 and verse 12, Psalm 108 verse 12, Psalm 108, Psalm 108 verse, 12. verse 12, give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Bible said that word, give us help from what? Trouble. Then now Bible is going to qualify the help of man. Bible said that the help of man is what? Useless. It's useless. So if anybody is giving you help or assistance and that person doesn't have his source or his power source from God, that help is what? Useless. I don't care how that help looks. Maybe it may look very lucrative or it may look very sure banker. It is not. Bible said that that kind of help is useless. That kind of help that any individual will give you, that is not from God. Bible says that what? It is what? Useless. I, I didn't write it. It is there in the Bible. So, if you have any query with it, you can go to the person who wrote it. He said that the help of man is what? Useless. Useless. The help of man is what? Useless. So, if we are going through any trouble in life, if we are going through any affliction, any aggression, anything that looks like it's so difficult, this thing, I can't come out of it. Father, how will I, how will I escape? It is only the help of God. Whenever I feel my headache on this side, or if I sleep on this side, it will go. Hey, brother Jacusco. When I feel a pain here, no matter when I eat fufu like three, then the thing will go down. Hey! <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to manufacture your own help. Don't try to manufacture your own help. Many of us as believers, you see, we have that kind of disposition. When the thing is within our means, you know, this one, we can manage it. We, we, we help, we solve. But when the thing is greater, hey, this one, they somebody must step in. But you see, if you have that mindset, slowly it will start to rob you of the miracles that God is doing in your life. Slowly, it will start, maybe, in, you know, you know, sense it now. Oh, you wake up in the morning, oh, this one, they says, everybody wakes up. It's not anything. Yo, prayer cry, oh, Charlie. Ah, there's milk here, there's conflicts. What are they praying for? It's those in charge and the rest. They should be looking for that kind of slowly, slowly, slowly. Soon you realize that ah, oh, I'm self-sufficient. So I'm fine. Oh, I'm a self-made man. That's what one person called Nebu. Do you know Nebu? Nebuchadnezzar. That's what he was doing. One day God said that, see, I'm coming to bring you down. You become like an Aboa. Do you know what an Aboa is? I don't want to say that word. Maybe it's not allowed here. You become like an animal. And when you have become like an animal, maybe after some time, you start to realize that, no, it is God who gave me the strength to be able to conquer all those enemies. So God actually brought him down to that level. Then he realized that, hmm, 
So I'm, I'm trying to advise you. I'm trying to admonish you so that you don't get to that place. Or let's maybe you want to get to that place where you become like an animal before you start recognizing that, oh, it, in fact, it is God's help. Bible said that if it had not been the mercies of the Lord or the help of the Lord, oh, you would have used you for vegetable salad or something. They would have finished you. It's the help of God that has brought you this far. It's the help of God. You do see more than Prophet Samuel. Do you know Prophet Samuel in the Bible? Do you see more than him? You are, do they call you seer? Bible said that one day Samuel at a point, he got, he said, I see, no, Ebenezer, thus far has the Lord helped us. Maybe you think it's a joke that we are just joking, we are just saying things. Go, first, first Samuel chapter 7. Reader, please, you don't have projectiles, so you have to be very fast. First Samuel chapter 7, I've, I think verse 9 going. He said that he took a stone, then he put the stone down. And he said that this stone, it shall be called the stone of God's help. So anytime they pass by the stone, they, they, they ah, this is the day that someone did that thing. And we knew that God was helping us. Is it there? Yes, please. Okay, read First fast. Samuel chapter 7 verse 9. And someone took a sacrificial lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then someone cried out to the Lord for Israel. And the Lord answered him. Is it that? Should I continue? Continue. Okay. Now as, Samuel, now as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against, against Israel. Sorry. But the thundered a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day and so confused them that they were overcome before Israel. Then the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and, dro and drove them back as far as below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Look at what the Bible said the guy did. A whole prophet of God. He said that it's not because I can see vision or because I can, it is the help of the Lord. And this is for a country, a particular, a whole country called Israel. They said that the country sat down under the leadership of Samuel and they said that, that thus far has the Lord what? Helped us. So that policy that says that you are beyond aid, it's not true. You are not beyond aid. You are not beyond help. Scripture is, you are not beyond. You are not beyond. You are not beyond. Even UK needs our help. Do you know that a lot of the nurses and doctors there, they are from our place? A lot of them are from our place. We help them. So you can't tell us that you there you are beyond. What try, what try aid? Hey! I have mean, not passed help. I need God's help. We need it. Maybe it should be Ghana for aid. Ghana for more help. We need more help. <laughs> so Papa said that someone put the stone down. He said that this stone, it is a reminder of how God has helped us. Because we're fighting against people that tell these people we couldn't finish them. But God just sent thunder. And then the people scattered and we finished them. There's thunder. And he said, no. People of Israel, don't think that it is because we are the best military people. Don't think it's because we have bombardier or because we have fighter jets. No. It is because of the help of the Lord. Because the enemy was meeting us on one plane. That God just carried the thing. He used thunder. Bang! And then the enemy went. And that is how God wants to help his children. Only if we will recognize that he's a God who can help. 
That's how God wants to help each and every one of us. If we will stop looking to our own self and we'll realize that, Father, I need your grace of help. This journey that they say is called life, I've seen my parents do it. I've seen my siblings do it. I've seen other people do it. The way they are doing it, you know, sometimes I don't know if the thing that you are telling me to come to pass. So I need you to help me. I need you to what? To help me. Thank you, Jesus. See, some of us, eh, we drive away our help by our character. Some of us, you drive away our help. You drive away. It's true. Maybe you could be sitting by somebody who will help you in the church row. But when the person keeps you small, get away. What's the meaning? And you, you get down at the land's commission. And you go there, you meet that same person there. And the person will be looking at you. You'll be like, ah, your face is familiar. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah, which no, we must. It's a serious thing, no. Your character can help. It, it can cause a division between you and somebody God has sent to help you. It can cause a serious rift, or it can make the person just don't want to help you again. It's very true. So some of us here, the people we meet, how we receive them. Bible said that. By the way they even do their thing, some of them entertain angels. So you don't know when God, maybe God is sending an angel. Somebody who has come to help you. Then, you know the thing I'm talking about. That thing that you have been doing, no? That thing, no? When you see people by them, they... that thing that you have been, stop it, oh. Stop it. Because maybe when you do it, that person, maybe that's the thing that the person hates. And they'll just, they'll just leave. Maybe something you should have done maybe in like one day. One day. And this person, God said, hey. The pe- God just pushed the person to go, go and do it for the sister. Then you would have spoiled that thing. Then right now you have to use three years. Then you'll be complaining again to God. Meanwhile, God sent you a solution. God sent you a solution. He prepackaged the solution. He said, hey, help my child. So your character, your character, your disposition. And you see, the children of Israel, that's what, at the point in time, they started feeling actually, you know what, this God gives God cry, actually, we've, we've got it under control. We don't need him. He's always worrying us, spectacular things. You are coming in fire, coming in cloud. Let's be serious. Everybody needs a king. We need a king. Some will go and tell him, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to be like the other nations. And you see, sometimes we look at them and we think that, oh, it can never be me. But you see, it can be you. It is only by the grace of God. (laughs) It can be you. Because you see, look at what God had done for them. They didn't have a king. But when someone did it still, it didn't cross their minds that God is the one who has been helping us. So it's very possible that they saw the stone more guy cry. And they pass by their reminder of God's help. How many times has God helped you and you have intentionally forgotten about it? Oh, now I've arrived. We are the ones who are in charge. We are in the senior year. We don't need any fellowship again. God, KCF, let's be serious. We have crossed all the hurdles. 
and I'm on 3.95. I don't need anybody. Last semester, I'll cross it. Don't need any prayers. All of these deliverance and things that they are saying, maybe at the end of 3.5, no, no. I can't cross. I'll cross. And then maybe that'll be the time that Charlie. <laughs> so don't let your character be a stumbling block. Amen. Don't let your character be a stumbling block from receiving God's help. Amen. In Psalm 127, verse 1 to 3, Bible says that except the Lord built a house, the builder builds, but he builds in vain. And except the Lord watches, the watchman watches, but he also watches in vain. So without God helping you, all your labor in life will be in vain. So you need the help of God to make your labor in life count. You need God's help to make your labor in life count. You meet somebody say, There's something missing. A missing ingredient. God's help. God's help. God's help. Maybe there are two prophets. One is passing somewhere. Another one is going God's way. It's God's help that is making that one person stand up from the other person who is passing somewhere. You need God's help to make your labor in life count. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it is clear in scripture, Psalm 127. He said that if the, lab, the, 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 the watchman watches and he doesn't add God in his watching, it will be in vain. If the laborer is also doing, he also doesn't add God, it will be in vain. You need God to say that, okay, Musa, I'll do this thing with you. As we are sleeping and we are watching, don't worry, everything is fine, I'll be with you. Musa can be sleeping with God and then Charlie... Nothing will happen. Because God is there. But when God is absent, then you see that Charlie, why did you can't see any result. So the help of God gives us profitable labor. Amen. The help of God gives us what? Profitable labor. In the book of Isaiah chapter 50 from verse 7 to 9. Isaiah 50 from verse 7 to 9. Isaiah 50, from verse 7 to 9. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Pause. Bible said that for the Lord God will do what? Help, help you. Therefore, you will not be what? Disgraced. So, the help of God will take away disgrace. When God helps you, it will take away what? Disgrace. When you help yourself, <laughs> sometimes, or most of the time, if not all the time, you can be disgraced. Maybe they say, oh, you are going to marry this sister. They say, oh, Charlie, maybe I'm fine. Charlie, sister, we are going to marry. Oh, let's just, oh, we are just watching a movie. We are just watching a movie. Movie, 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 movie. Whew. Then you'll be moving. Then, whew, then, whew, then, whew. Yeah. You start with a movie, then you'll be moving. Then saying you have moved your, hey. Because you and sister, you said actually, we don't need any God in this one. We are fine. We can help ourselves. Move, 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 then finish. But when God is in, he said, Father, oh, we thank you. They said that, oh, we are about to get married. We commit this thing to you. God will take away this grace. The things that will help, the things that will try to fight, God will say, okay, watch this thing. Watch that thing. Don't do this. Don't do that. Let's go. Pray. Then you see that at the end of the day, you will have a beautiful thing coming out. Because God's help is involved. 
Do you understand? See, all the relationships that me I had without God's help, Charlie, it was very stressful. Hey! Me bressa. Loss upon loss. Boundaries upon boundaries. Still, we didn't sit up. But the one that had God in it, oh. So, the help of God, it, it takes away what? Disgrace. Continue reading for us. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. He said, therefore, I have set my face like a flint. How many of us have seen a flint before? Is that thing that they used to um, sharpen the... You see now it is, it is straight. So, when you have God's help, you see that you have focus. You don't start going your... Because, because God is with you. And focus, Continue reading. And I know that I will not be ashamed. He said, I, will, I know that I will not be ashamed. So don't get, you see, he talk about disgrace and talk about ashamed. There are different things, so. Do you know that there are different things? Open your dictionary and look for the meaning of disgrace. Open your dictionary and look for the meaning of ashamed. You realize that there are different things. It's not the same. If you are disgraced, what does it mean? Dishon- what? Dishonor, shame. Dishonor, shame. So that's disgrace. Go to, um, 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 what's that one? Ashamed. Embraced or guilty because of one's action. Guilty. So that's talking about guilt. So there are different things. So he's so saying that when God's help is around, disgrace, out. Your face is like a flint. Straight, focus, shame, out. Continue reading fast. More benefits are there. Just because of what? The help of God. Okay. Verse 8. He is near who justifies me. Who will contend with me. Let us stand together. So God is with you. Who can contend with you? Who can fight with you when God is on your side? You and God. Actually, you don't need anything again. You are set. The team is ready. It's not like the minister's team that we played and we, you know, because Charlie, <laughs> we needed the help of God. But Charlie, don't worry. You'll meet us again. <laughs> Continue. Verse 9. Surely the Lord God will help me. He says, surely. Ah, when he looked at all the benefits, he said, indeed, God, you must help me. You will help me. Continue. Who is he who will condemn me? Who is he who will condemn you? When you have God's help, when you have God helping you out of that difficult situation, who can condemn you? That addiction that you have been battling, the moment God steps in, when he's helping you, he's not helping you to condemn you. You know how you put you help yourselves. You know it. You know it. That um, tuna that you gave me in first year, up to now you still remind me about it. That's how man's help is. Oh, do you remember I did this for you? Hey, it's time, oh. That's how our friends, the politicians, you know that in your government I did this for you. Me too in my own, do this for me. That's how man thinks of help. But when God is helping you, he's not helping you to condemn you. He's helping you to put you on a better place so that you will make impact in life, so that you will achieve his purpose, so that all the good plans that he has for you, they will come to pass. So he said that when God helps you, he will not what, condemn you. Continue, and then let's end that one. Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Amen. Amen. Now, another thing we also get to realize about God's help is that God's help, it brings stability. In the book of Psalm 121, from verse 1, if we read from verse 1, Let's read verse 1 and 2 and then I'll just give the point from there. Psalm 121 verse 1. 
I will lift up my eyes to the hills. It says that I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. Continue. My help comes from the Lord mm-hmm. who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He said that he will not allow your foot to be what? Moved. moved. If your feet are not moving, that means what? You are stable. You are established. Do you understand? So God's help is what will bring you establishment or stability in life. It's God's help. One day Jehoshaphat was fighting, fighting. He said, oh God, we are fighting. Second Chronicles 20.20. He said that God told him that believe in the Lord your God and that you will be what? Established. Jehoshaphat, enough. Stop believing in your military power. Stop thinking that you are the best king in the world. Believe in me and you will be what? Established. Your belief in God, you're looking to him for help. It will bring what? Establishment. Your feet will not be moved. Continue. He who keeps you will not slumber. He said that he who keeps you, he will not what? Slumber or sleep. Remember what we read from Psalm 127? He said that what? Except the Lord watches, the watchman watches, but he watches in vain. We all, we've all had watchmen before. We've seen watchmen before. We know how they work. When we were on Ashesi campus, Ted, Ted, I was that, Ted, hey! Most powerful security company I've seen in the world. Very powerful guys. They can be watching, but Charlie. So God, who is our helper, he doesn't slumber or sleep. So if I were you, who would you go to? Your uncle who sleeps and he slumbers. Sometimes God even sleep before you. And God, who doesn't slumber or sleep, who can be of great help to you? Do you understand what you are saying? Don't start thinking that, oh, Tale, oh, you are being some way, you are being, t- I'm not being spiritual, I'm being sp- a child of God. The Bible said that God doesn't slumber and he doesn't want sleep. Think about it. You, you've not sl- if you don't sleep two days, three days, look at what happens to you. But Bible said that we have a God who takes care of us and he doesn't slumber, he doesn't sleep. And God said that he's ready to release the same grace in your life. To help you to carry you to that next level. So that that thing that he has called you to do in life, maybe he has called you to be a man of God, maybe he has called you to be a pastor, maybe he has, I don't know, whatever it is he has called you to do. He's saying that I want to help you so that you will be able to achieve that thing. And I am the best candidate if God is doing campaign. He's telling that he's the best candidate. Nobody can compare to, with, with him. He's the best candidate to help you. If you look at all the people who have promised you help, He's the best candidate. Maybe I can't say, oh, I can help you get an internship. You are believing because I'm the pastor. Don't know. What if I change my mind? What if I change my mind? But God, he doesn't just change his mind and things. But do you understand? So God is our best person to help us. Continue reading fast. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Mm-hmm. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The Bible said that the Lord is your keeper. The help of God has keeping power. The help of God. Bible said that anything that is commended to God or brought into his care, he's able to keep it. He's able to sustain that thing, shield that thing from whatever attack and assignment of the enemy it will be. Because God his help has keeping power. God's help has keeping power. If you continue reading, you also get to understand that God's help is a form of defense. Bible said that the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. 
And if you've been listening to most of the teachings that we've been doing, you realize that elements can fight you. Maybe I say, oh, the sun is not hitting me right now. Some of us is hitting you because there's no help from God. Some of you are here, when you sleep in the moon, you think, oh, the moon is far. The moon is hitting you because you don't have God as your help. And God is telling you that if you don't want the sun to smite you by day, you don't want the moon to smite you by night, come to me for help. Lift up your eyes and look up to the hill because your help is not coming from any man. Your help is not coming from any woman. Your help will only come from God. True or not true? True. Fair. You, we received a word, Bishop was on Friday, right? She has been looking for her own form of help. For how many years? Meanwhile, the help was right in her house. God had made the help. And Pakistan said, look at this person in your house. I want you to look because that's where your help is coming from. And she can choose to believe it or not. That is where her help is. If you go to the 100 prophets, that's what they will tell you. That is the help God has designed for you. You can't manufacture it anywhere else. If you go to any other country, any other place, it won't work. Eh? It won't work. Maybe you want to go to London. You will never land. <laughs> the help of God is what gives the believer grace to continue. In the book of Acts chapter 26 and verse 22. Acts 26, 22. Acts chapter 26 verse 22. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand, witnessing both to small and Pause. great. He said, therefore, doing what? Having obtained help having from obtained God. Having obtained help from God. What do you do? To this day I stand. To this day I stand. Other versions say, I continue. Do you have another version for us? Acts 26, 22. But God has but God has protected me right up to this present time so I can testify to everyone. Okay. This version says I can testify. But other versions say that having obtained help from God, therefore I continue. So the help of God is what gives you the grace to be able to move, to keep moving each and every single day. It's God's help that gives us the fairness to keep going even though things happen in our way. Amen. So, God's grace is what gives us what? The help to continue. Amen. 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 And the help of God is also the antidote for the fears of life. In the book of Psalm 46, from verse 1 to 2. Psalm 46, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 46, verse 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Bible says that God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help. Look at the way he qualifies the help there. He says that he is a very present. If somebody is present, that's nice. He's a present help. But the Bible says that he's a very present help. I've never seen help qualified in that way before. He said that he's a very present help. That means the moment something is about to happen on the scene, he's there. Before you can think about the thing happening on the scene, he's there. We are talking about a very present help. 
very what? Present help. Continue. Therefore, we will not fear. He said, therefore, we will not fear. So the moment God is in your life as your helper, fears are taken away. So if you are looking for the vaccine for fears, J. Kovacs, it's not Sputnik, it's not Johnson & Johnson, it is the help of God. It's the help of God. You, know, you are afraid of cockroach, you are afraid of everything, you are afraid. go to God. Let him help you. Say, Father, I am afraid of this thing. Maybe you have arachnophobia, the fear of spiders. Come to God. Say, Father, this is the problem I have. Help me. Any phobia that you have, including house of oak, he is the best person to help you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? He's the best person to help you. So the, the, or the help of God, it is the antidote for what? The fears of life. Any fear you have in life, I'm telling you that the vaccine is the help of God. Any fear. <laughs> he said that cause, that cause that you're afraid of, God can help you. Yeah. The help, once God said, I will help you. Trust me. He will help you. He will help you. Bible said that he's a very present help. When they say something is a very present help, maybe you don't understand. Do we have another version? Do we have message or passing translation? Psalm 46. So message. God is a safe place to hide, mm -hmm. ready to help when we need him. Bible said that he's a safe place to hide. He's ready to help when you what? When you need him. Ready. Ever ready. Ever ready. He's always there ready to help you. You know how man is. Sometimes they are ready. Sometimes they are not in the mood. Hey, come back to my office next week. I'm not ready. I'll call you. I'll call you. I say I'll call you. Stop calling me. But as for God, Bible says that He's ever ready, ever ready to help you. Ever ready. Whatever it is, He's ever ready. I'm present. My son, I want to help you. My daughter, I want to help you. So He dispatches Himself, His own Spirit. Bible says not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit. Bible says that even the angels of God, they encamp around you. Psalm 34 verse 7. They are always ready to help you. He even sends men. Look at Elijah. When he was afraid, he ran away. God made provision for food to him. In a very, very distant place that nobody would have followed him. Food was present for him, provided by ravens. If it's not, this is not help, what is it? If this is not help, what is it? And I'm telling you that stop being natural. Stop being carnal. Stop being fleshly. Look for the supernatural help of God. Always ask for God to appear on the scene. Always ask for God to appear on the scene. One day I was with Prophet Tiford. He was telling me, I think we're coming from Obasi. He was talking about how God rescued him from an accident. I was like, hey, this, this, this one day, I, mean, I would have said this over. I would have just given my life to Christ again, just for, you know, confirmation's sake. Father, you know the thing I said some years ago. It's time. Let's go. <laughs> but he said that he was going. The car was, he could see the thing. He just said he saw a man stretch out his hand. He said, hold my hand. He jumped out of the car. Bam. And the car went, help. Supernatural help. God made help. Help that is beyond your thinking and your understanding. That's what we are looking for. And I'm telling you that in this journey called life, in this thing called purpose that you have been called to achieve, you need that help to help you. You need that help. Denise. Hmm? 
Do you want to see without your glasses? Do you know God can help you? Do you know God can heal you? Whether it is hypermetrophobia or whatever it is, I don't know, long-sighted, short do you know God can heal you? And you will not need these glasses again. Or you like them, it's fashionable. Do you know God can heal you? And God is healing you. So you, only, you just need to believe. Or you want me to come and touch you and I'll do shadonimias. God is he's, he's healing you. You see, if you like take your phone, look at something that you couldn't see with your glasses, and something you can see with your eyes, look at it, and you see that God is healing you. And I'm telling you that that supernatural help, that supernatural element, that element that is beyond natural, God is ready to dispense it to his children. Only if you believe. Bible said that God is our refuge. He's a very present help. He's a very present help. Whatever the thing may be, Bible said that he's a very present help. Whatever. Maybe the thing looks like it's so contagious. It is, it, you, you can't wrap your mind around it. Bible said that God, he's a present help. Where mommy and daddy cannot be there, God is there. Where mommy and daddy come? He's there. He's a very present help. A very what? Present help. I've never seen anybody qualify their help in such a way before. The Bible says also in John chapter 15 and verse 5. In the last bit of that verse. The Bible said that without me, you can do nothing. Without God, you and I can do nothing. As I stand here to preach, I'm not doing it by my own strength. I'm just an interpreter. He's preaching. I'm just interpreting what he's saying. Bible said that outside me, outside God, nobody can do anything. So our very existence, our very life we live, if there's no God, you can't do anything. You can do what? Nothing. So Bible said that without me, you can do what? Nothing. So you need the help of God to be able to do anything in life. You need what? The help of God to be able to do anything in life. If you look at the Bible, which we all have, I believe most of us have, the Bible is merely a summary of people God has helped. This Bible that you have, it is a summary of people God has helped. Adam, helper. Abraham, helped. Isaac, helped. Jacob, helped. Daniel, helped. Deborah, helped. Hannah, helped. Samuel, helped. Jesus, helped. Paul, helped. We can go on and on and on and on. You realize that everybody who you think is like the best character that, oh me, I like David more than all of them. All of them, they were helped by God. It is a summary, or to borrow the words of Reverend Della, it is a compendium of people God has helped. It's, 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 a, it's a compilation of people God has helped. And Bible is telling us also that we should look unto them. We should look unto Abraham, 
and the like. Because the kind of life that they live, God has called us to live that same kind of life. That same kind of life. So if you are here and so maybe I like Abraham, but you don't want the help of God, then which Abraham are you looking up to? Which Abraham is that? The Bible is a summary of people God has helped. Everybody's story. Look to it. Esther, help. Or she wasn't helped. Somebody who is a um, nobody, then you come and unseat the reigning king, a queen. Fast, fast. Just move her like that. <laughs> it is a summary of people God has helped. Something. At a point in time, something for that, you know what, Charlie? I've got this thing. It's me. Strong guest. Can you represent when they call him? At a point in time, he realized that, Father, if you don't help me, these people will make a mockery of me. The Bible said that the strength of the Lord, it entered the guy and he just killed all of them instantly. The help of God. Supernatural help. How can somebody who you can't see any, you hold the two pillars, you push them down and that is it. Look at Hannah. You have been looking for a child. How many years? How many years? Penny nice. Every day laughing. You don't have children. Eh? You don't. Yeah, every day they laughing. But the moment God entered the situation, God just turned the thing around. Her one son became a shining star. That Penny was like, I think I shouldn't have been laughing at this girl. Her one child, he became a prophet of prophets. He became one of the. I'm sorry, when Penny next children, he said, Hey, mommy. So you knew this woman's son. Jesus, the superman. Jesus needed the help of God. He said, Father, this cup, hey, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't unless God helped me. And the moment he yielded to God's help, he went through it. And God is in the same way trying to also catch your attention. Abner, I'm here. I want to help you. Yoku, I want to help you. <laughs> Robert, I want to help you. Whatever it is that you think that, hey, this thing is too much for me. I, I don't think I can come out of it. What, maybe, oh, this thing has been with me since I was a child. It's not possible. I'm here to put it to you. That thing that you think can never turn around. By the help of God, it can turn around. Amen. Only if you will believe. Only if you will yield to God. Only. That's the only condition is involved. That you will turn. And actually, by my strength, by my own will, I cannot do this thing. Father, intervene. Father, do what? Intervene. In the book of Second Chronicles, Chapter 14, I believe. Second Chronicles 14. From verse. From verse 9. 2 Chronicles chapter 14, from verse 9. Then Zerah, the Ethiopian, came out against them with an army of a million men and 300 chariots. The Bible says that there was one day, one king called Asa was going to enter into a battle against somebody called Zerah. And Bible said that the Zerah person had what? One million, One million men and, men 300, and chariots. 300 chariots. Okay, proceed. 
And he came to Maresha. So as a Bible said that and he came to Maresha. Some other version said that he came as far as Maresha. That means he brought the onslaught so close to Asa that Charlie, have you seen me and my one million men? Continue. So Asa went out against him. Bible said that Asa went out against him. Now let's look at how Asa went out against him. And they set the troops in battle array in the in the battle array in so the valley. So Asa to set out his people in battle array. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now let's go back to verse eight or so. Let's see the number of men that Asa had. And Asa had an army of three hundred. Bible said Asa had three hundred thousand plus how many? From Judah who carried shield and spears. So three hundred thousand from Judah and then what again? And from Benjamin two hundred and eighty. So if you put it together, that's how many people? Five hundred and eighty thousand. So five hundred and eighty thousand versus one million plus three hundred chariots. Let's go back to verse eleven. Asa cried out to the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many Bible or with... Bible said that what? It is nothing for you to help, whether by what? Whether with many or with those who whether have no power. Whether with many of, of those who have what? No, no power. Continue. Help us, O help Lord us, our God. Help us, O Lord our God. For we rest on you. For we rest on you. And in your name we go against this and multitude. And in your name we go against this multitude. Oh Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. Look at the way he fought the battle. So somebody brought their one million and they put them there. He too, he brought his small that God had given him. He said, Charlie, this is what me to God has given me. Then I'm sure Zera was saying things. Like the way Goliath was saying things. Ah! <laughs> look at my one million. I've never even added my chariots. Yo, look at my one million. Bible said that then he lifted up his voice and he prayed to God. And he said that, Father, what? Help us. For there is what? For there is what? For there's not, it is nothing for you to it help. It is nothing for you to help, whether by what? Many or with those who have no power. So it is not about the number with God. It is about his help. When his help invades a scene, oh, maybe you don't believe what I'm saying. Maybe you should find another word that you are looking for. But the Bible said that whether you are many or whether they are few, once my help is on the scene, once my help is with you, forget the one million. Continue from verse 11, I, I believe. 12. 12. So the Lord struck the Ethiopians before Bible Asa said that so the Lord did what? Struck the Ethiopians. Ethiopians. Who struck the Ethiopians? The Lord. The Lord. So the 580,000, they hadn't even started working. You know, God first moved. Then when God moved, they just followed God's lead. And they utterly destroyed. Continue reading. And Asa and the people who were with him pursued them to Gera. So the Ethiopians were overthrown. And they could not recover. For they were broken before the Lord and his army. Bible said that what? They what? They pursued. Now the people who brought the fight to them. Now they were rather pushing the people. And they pushed them as far back as Gera. Then what did they do? The people couldn't recover. So that means the one million became zero, zilt, finish, finito, finished. And the Bible said that they couldn't recover. It's not like they can, they can recover, they, maybe they can regroup. Bible said that they couldn't, what, recover. And then what happened? For they were broken before the Lord For and his army. For they were broken before who? The Lord and his army. This morning, God wants to do the same thing with your life. Maybe it has been Abna for a 
a, a long time. Maybe it has been Kukwa for a long time. Now he wants you to be the Lord and Abna. He wants to be with you as a very present help in this journey of life. He wants his grace of help to be present with you. So that whatever thing it is that you think that Charlie, this thing, it weren't possible. It's not possible. I'll never get this. Maybe this visa I've been looking for. It's not possible. God is want, he wants to get to it. It is possible. Maybe you are here to in his service. You think that Charlie, maybe I can't do anything in God's house. Maybe I can't speak English. I can't do this. God is trying to tell you that it is not about that. It is about my help. When my help is with you, when my help overshadows you, you will fully defeat whatever enemy or fear it is you think you have. Once the help of God is on the scene, you will fully what? Destroy any fear or any enemy in your life. And Bible said that they couldn't recover. And that will be the state of anything that fights you. So far as you rely on God's help, God will make an utter distraction of that particular thing. Amen. Shall we rise up on our feet? I want to pray just two or three prayers and then I'll hand over to Reverend Delato to also continue. I want to pray one prayer, two prayers. I want to pray based on what we just read from 2 Chronicles chapter 14. I want to ask God that, Father, before I leave this camp, help me in a special way. Before I leave this camp, the camp is going to end on the 16th of October. That's Saturday. But I want to pray one prayer and say that, Father, help me in a special way. And you see, maybe we don't know when your help will come. Maybe your help would have come through the worship or through the word or through the ministration. Maybe somebody will be sharing something with you. But you are asking God that, Father, as I look up to you, Father, help me in a special way. That's our first prayer that we want to pray. Are we ready to pray? I hear we've been praying since yesterday. So there's more fire. More fire. That's right. That's right. We want to open up our mouth and ask that, Father, help me in a special way. Before the camp will end in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us. Father, help us in a special way. Send forth help, O God. As your people have gathered, O God. Send forth help in the name of Jesus. May we receive your help, O God. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.